episode after episode after episode. And one of the things about doing a pilgrimage is the fact that when you come here and you start going from like you know Nazareth, or you, you go to Capernaum, uh, you know you go to the church of the multiplication, or you go to the church of the primacy of Peter, you start putting it in perspective in terms of you know uh, the actual travel and the travel time. So I'd like to start off uh, in chapter um, 14, and again just. It's so kind of a continuity of from this morning to this afternoon. But um, you have to be a little uh, visual to kind of catch this and pick up on it. Um, so just, again, we've gone from one place to another place. Now, we've been on a bus. But the idea of the Lord and the disciples physically and geographically moving around, again, now you're getting a sense of it. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat place by himself. Crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their their towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, "This is a deserted place, and it's already late." And dismissed the crowds so that they could go to the villages and find food for themselves. Now we've gone through a lot of these villages, so you get a sense that uh, again, you're not talking about traveling great distances, that it's, it's very close together. Jesus said to them, there's no need for them to go away, give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, five loaves and two fish are all we have here. Then he said, bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven. He said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over and twelve worker baskets full. Those who were eight were about five thousand men, not counting women and children. Then he made the disciples, again, this is just a continuation. After he does the multiplication of the loaves and fishes, then he made the disciples get into the boat and proceed him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was alone there. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried, cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him and replied, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you in the water. So he said, Come. And then Remick got out of the boat. <laughs> but when Remick saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And uh, began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately the Lord stretched out his hands and called him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? After they got to the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, this is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. After making the crossing, they came to the land at Gennesaret. Again, sometimes it's called Gennesaret, the lake of Gennesaret. When the men uh, there recognized him, they sent out word to all the surrounding country. People brought him to him all who were sick and begged him that they might, that they, they might uh, touch only the castle of his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. So again, it's just the idea of it, uh, the proximity as we're here, getting a sense of it. Uh, so when you start, you know, reading the Bible, you know, or you're hearing the word proclaimed, 
that you'll you'll be able to identify. Yes, I was there. I remember. Sometimes you know you can't remember what pictures you're looking at after you've taken them. But the idea that you know you've had that experience, and then being here out here on the lake, and just imagining you know the idea of a storm and the Lord walking on the water, um, and you know getting into the boat. Of course, Peter steps out of the boat, begins to sink. Uh, the Lord takes him by the hand, puts it back in the boat, uh, and then he calms the storm. But again, it's, it's, you know, where exactly did it happen here? I'm not exactly know the exact position, but the idea that we're on the Sea of Galilee where this occurred, and the experience of just the idea that what Peter and the other disciples went through, uh, and now, again, the boat ride, I think, is important. I think it's a, the idea that there's a sense of when you look around how just how small it is and how big it is, um, Again, you know, it's, it's the geography, the close proximity that all that have occurred during his ministry up here in Galilee. Yeah. Any questions from Monsignor? Thank you very much. Where's the Capernaum from here? Capernaum would be. There's the Supreme Sea of Peter. Oh, over here, yeah.